Hello, hello. Welcome to the Worthy Writers Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten McNeil, a Canadian self-published author and full-service editor for fellow writers. On this podcast, you'll get a look into my personal writing journey and find encouragement to enjoy your own. If you had a good time with me, I would appreciate if you could like, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right, worthy writers, let's jump in. Episode number 10, Elzevira Albada Yalgershma Interview. Elzevira is a self-editing coach on a mission to help fiction writers self-edit effectively and efficiently so they can self-publish without regrets. She loves to read and write fantasy and has a soft spot for talking animal characters. She lives in the Netherlands with her husband and baby daughter, who cheer her on in the background. Thank you very much, Elzevira, for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited to join you today. I'm glad. We should start off by you telling us a little bit about how you got into the writing world. Uh, I actually started when I was really young. (laughs) I used to write stories that started with Once Upon a Time, and I really enjoyed writing that part. And I just write that down and then start thinking about what the story would actually be about. (laughs) And, And I remember just always wanting to write and wanting to have that feeling of pen on paper and I remembered asking my mom and dad and my brother and sisters like I want to write something but what should I write (laughs) Um, so that started really early on and then when I was a teenager I started writing uh, longer stories and I think I was about 14 when I attempted my first novel and it got stuck after two chapters because I just started writing and not really think about where I would (laughs) would go (laughs) but I was definitely interested in writing at that point and I think I was yeah I was about 14 when I discovered an online writing forum where I came in in touch with editing for the first time and I didn't know it was called editing or critiquing uh, but I really enjoyed it and I started out joining that forum because I was interested in finding out how to develop my own characters But eventually I spent way more time critiquing other people's pieces. (laughs) So that's how I went from writing to editing, basically. That's awesome. So how do you think that, because you work a lot with self-editing coaching, right? Yeah. So how do you think that really helps writers through their process? Right. Self-editing is something that I discovered when I had started as a professional editor after I graduated I started working as a freelance editor and I did gigs for publishing houses, but I didn't enjoy that as much as I thought I would because you get the story and you edit it, you send it back and you never hear from the author ever again, basically. (laughs) So I really wanted to work with the authors. And when I was a teenager, I did a lot of beta reading for fan fiction (laughs) writers. So, and I really enjoyed helping them improve the same story through different drafts. And that's what I wanted to do with as an editor as well. So I started to look for one-on-one clients. And as I did that, I discovered that a lot of writers don't like editing, (laughs) don't like self-editing, or they aren't aware of how important self-editing is in the writing process. As far as I'm concerned, the writing of the first draft is a teeny bit of the entire writing process. And for me, the actual writing really starts when you start self-editing because the first draft is the skeleton of the story, the bare bones. And then when you start self-editing, you get to add the color and you get to transform the words into what you want them to say. 
So for me, the first draft is more of a basic idea and self-editing is when you start working with the language and really adding the story that you want to tell. Do you find there's a lot of common struggles or common issues that even with your own editing or with the clients you work with, any like common themes there? Yeah, one major theme that I notice a lot that most writers aren't aware of is there are many steps that you can take when you self-edit, but a lot of writers aren't aware of those steps. So there's a lot you can do yourself for free, but you have to know which steps to take in order to <laughs> get the results that you're looking for. So the so lack of knowledge, I think, is a common struggle, but it's a difficult one because if you're not aware that you don't know something, uh, you won't go looking for it. And at the same time, there's also overwhelm for writers who are aware of all the steps to take, but who then get overwhelmed by the fact that it's going to take a long time. And that's something that I enjoy about the self-editing process that you get through it step by step over a, an extended period of time. But I know that many writers prefer the drafting stage, so they feel very intimidated by the fact that they have to spend, they feel like they have to spend a lot of time in a stage that isn't as enjoyable. So I think that's also a struggle that I come across fairly frequently, writers who feel like they can't enjoy self-editing because it's a necessary evil, basically, <laughs> that's needed to get your book pub published, but without really understanding the idea behind it and what self-editing does to your story. Do you have any advice for writers who feel that overwhelm or on the other side who don't really know where to start, who have that lack of knowledge? Definitely. I always recommend informing yourself about the process before you start. So instead of being like, okay, I'm going to self-edit, I'll just start reading and see whatever pops out, <laughs> uh, pops up and see, see if I can fix whatever needs fixing that I come across. That way you probably are going to miss a lot of things. But if you inform yourself about the process beforehand, you can basically use, use it as a checklist to go through step by step. And that's actually like a golden nugget of knowledge that I <laughs> learned when I was an intern at a publishing house. And the editor there told me to always look for a single thing each read-through so that you make sure that you catch everything that has to do with that single theme instead of trying to look for everything at the same time, which is you're going to get distracted when you do that. And it, it sounds really silly and more time-consuming <laughs> than mm -hmm. reading through a draft once and trying to catch everything at the same time. But in my experience, it's a lot more efficient and effective to focus on a single thing each round. So, so the main thing I'd say is to have a sort of checklist to go through, which is why I created my self-editing roadmap that has all the steps from start to finish of the self-editing process. Once you have that checklist, make sure to really do it one step at a time and one character at a time. Mm -hmm. I think with a lot of writers, one of the biggest struggles too is having to read the same piece over and over and over. So yeah. I think that's why they yeah, struggle exactly. a lot with trying to find Yeah, that. and I think that when you focus on different things for each read-through, it becomes a lot more interesting and a lot more fun because you're not just reading the same thing over and over and over again in the same way. You're looking for something different each time. So it becomes a little bit different every time you read through it. That's a good perspective. I like that. Do you do a lot of your own writing still, or have you just focused on editing lately? Up until this point, I focused much more on editing and developing my business, and I didn't really have the mind space to write aside from that. But I recently started to get back into writing, and I'm really excited about that. I, I love editing and self-editing, but I struggle a lot more with the first draft. <laughs> 
because for me the fun starts once that's already there <laughs> but so now I'm, I'm reading a lot of craft books like save the cat and things like that to help me with outlining and I'm also very interested in your content <laughs> about that um so yeah I'm, I'm definitely getting back into it and I have a few drafts laying around that I wrote during NaNoWriMo a few years ago so I'm excited to explore those a little more that's awesome so I'd love to hear you talk more about your, I believe it's a course, the self-edit like a pro. Is that yeah. the right way yeah. to label it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Self-edit like a pro is an online course that covers the entire self-editing process from start to finish with every single detail. It's very detailed. It's not for people who want to rush through <laughs> the self-editing process as quickly as possible. It's for people who want to make the most of the process and really make sure they don't miss anything. It has a lot of focus on character development and world building and mostly character development because the way I see it, characters are at the core of every story. Even if you feel like your story isn't character driven, chances are it really is. <laughs> because what your characters do and feel and how they sound, how they act, that's what determines whether you have a plot hole, for example. Plot holes are usually characters who don't act in a way that fits their character. So when you know a character really well, you can determine whether or not it's logical for them to do something. And if you want them to do a specific thing, that's fine as well. But then you can determine what's needed for this character to make sure that that happens, that, to make that a logical step for them. The same goes for editing descriptions, for example. When you know your character really well, you know what stands out to them in specific situations. So then it becomes easier to know what to focus on. Did it take a long time for you to put that course together or did you already have a lot of like the content just from the work that you've already done? It did take a lot of, a lot of time to yeah. put it together <laughs> and it was definitely an interesting process to put together that framework and I think it's it's an ongoing process as well. It's I, I definitely stand behind the framework that is self-edit like a pro and that's also the framework that comes back in my self-editing roadmap. But I am also working on developing the course to the point where it gives more in-depth information about each step. So it becomes less of a step-by-step process, which is what the self-editing roadmap map covers, and more of a, an encyclopedia, basically, <laughs> for self-editing, so that you can really deep dive into each subject whenever it's relevant. If someone's in your course, if nothing else, what's one thing, at least, that you would really want someone to take away from it, Someone, something that they would learn after they've finished going through everything? Yeah, I think the main thing that I'm really passionate about when it comes to self-editing is making writers feel confident that they can self-edit and that they are in control of the quality of their writing. Because that's something that many writers, I think, struggle with as well, that they, they feel like their writing has a certain quality and they're either good or bad writers and there's nothing that can change that. And I disagree with that. <laughs> I think that if you take the time to self-edit and to learn about self-editing, you can do massive, massive amount of things to improve your writing. And that doesn't mean that your writing has to be perfect after you self-edit. Self-editing to me is about improving your writing as much as you can with the tools that you have. It's about the innate feeling that you have about how you improve your writing as you read through it, but also how you use beta readers to help you give a fresh perspective and how you use writing communities to talk through plot holes that you don't know how to fix, for example. So for me, self-editing is about using all the free tools that you have available <laughs> and making the most 
of that process before you hire a professional editor because the combination of self-editing and hiring a professional editor is where the magic begins <laughs> it's that's where the magic happens it's if you only self-edit you're going to miss that final part of getting your writing to the next level that you can't reach on your own and you need a trained professional to do that but if you send it to an editor straight away without self-editing the editor is not going to be able to help you as well as they would if you self-edited first yeah i like that we're similar in that we like to help boost confidence and encouragement and everything so what's do you find that you have one piece of advice that you say a lot or anything that you want to say to writers, aspiring writers, experienced writers, anyone yeah. that would yeah, like to definitely. hear it? <laughs> I think the core is take your time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of writers feel like they need to rush for whatever reason. They, they put deadlines they set deadlines for themselves and then feel really bad if they don't make them well in practice it just it takes more time than you think and that's okay and everyone has a different process and if you don't write every day that's fine you can write every week or every month if that works for you I know I'm a binge writer so I work really well with events like NaNoWriMo where I can mentally prepare ahead of time and then do an insane amount of work in a very short period of time and then stop after that for a while. While I know other people who, I think you told me that you wrote every day and got a thousand words out every day. Mm -hmm. That's something that wouldn't work for me, but that works really well for you. So it's all about what works for the specific writer and the specific product too, because maybe you've written a book in the past and you wrote a thousand words every day, but you start working on a book now and it doesn't work for you. That doesn't mean that you're broken or (laughs) that this story Mm -hmm. doesn't work. It just means that you need to try a different approach. So take the time to find out what works for you and for your story and don't be afraid to go slowly. Yeah, one thing you reminded me of as well when you were helping me with a little bit of feedback on my course is to Mm -hmm. take breaks is, you know, that's part of the process. You have to remind yourself or, you know, schedule in the breaks, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's something that I see a lot of writers forego as well. They they might take a break for like a week and, and mm-hmm. that's already great because uh, any break is better than no break. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, a break that lasts longer than two weeks and preferably lasts up to four weeks will really make a difference to the way you approach your work. And that goes for writing, but for any other big project you have going on as well, because that's the time it takes to basically forget what it's like to work on it. And the fact that you forget about that makes it a lot easier to look at it critically when you get back and to be less emotionally invested (laughs) before thinking about changes you can make. And that's the same with when you receive feedback from beta readers, for example. I know that when I receive feedback that's critical, I'm really happy with it, but my knee-jerk reaction is to get defensive. And I know that about myself, so I know that I need to take a break before I start implementing the feedback. Because when I look at the feedback later, often I agree with it, (laughs) while (laughs) that knee-jerk reaction would have me ignore it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have that knee-jerk reaction. And then once I stop a little bit and think, I'm like, oh yeah, that is right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really selling yourself short if you don't take those breaks because it's it's part of letting things ruminate in your head. And it's like when you're cooking a dish that has a lot of flavor, you need to let it simmer for a while before you before it's finished. <laughs> All right, so we're finishing up here. So is there any last words you want to share with listeners about you or anything you're working on? Well, I'm really excited about that self-editing roadmap that I recently published, basically, or released, or I don't know what the right <laughs> word. 
which is it's it's like the price of two fancy coffees so <laughs> it's not a lot and it it contains the entire self-learning process from start to finish so the course goes really in depth but the roadmap still has every single step that's also in the course so if you want to get started with self-editing, but you don't know how to start, or you don't know you're self-editing already, but you're overwhelmed, I think that's a really great place to start. Yeah, to beat that overwhelm, to build your confidence, and to know when to take breaks, how long to take breaks, when to enlist beta readers for the best results. And it even has a section about the next steps, whether you want to traditionally publish or self-publish. So I'm really excited about that. And I also started a podcast recently called the Self-Editing Strategies Podcast, and I interviewed <laughs> you on that as well. So go check out that episode. <laughs> so that's that's what's been keeping me busy. That's awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Elsvira, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. Uh, happy writing, worthy writers. Thank you for joining me on the final episode of the Worthy Writers Podcast Season 1. Learn more about Elzevira through the links in the show notes, and make sure to subscribe to the Worthy Writers Club to access exclusive content from both of us. I hope you'll join me in the new year for Season 2. I appreciate your support, and happy holidays! Thank you for listening to the Worthy Writers Podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Share your love and support by checking out my Buy Me A Coffee profile for bonus content and to help me continue building my creative empire. If you'd like other ways to connect, follow me on Instagram, join my Facebook group, or explore my website to learn more about me, be part of my community, or suggest topics for future episodes. All links are in the show notes. I can't wait to connect with you. My final words before you go... Never forget that you are worthy.